Mom goes to college. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. <laughs> Small Town Perks, the only podcast where Mom goes to college. He's <laughs> talking about Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I'm not sure if you consider that even an underrated comedy or perfectly rated comedy. I think it. I think it did, did well. Wow, I mean it. It pretty much just came out of nowhere. And it was just like, everybody had seen it within, you know, so the, the I don't even think the actors made very much money off that. No, probably not. Because they probably signed on for a couple thousand dollars to, right. and then several, several million dollars in DVD sales later. It's like, Cause I, yeah, because I bought the DVD. For sure, that's how I saw it. But... And I don't even think anybody became anything of that movie, even, except for Napoleon was in a few, but he can never really... Pedro sh- was in Eastbound and Down. Oh, was he? Yeah. yeah. I must have forgotten it. That's funny. Uh, I don't know if that guy <laughs> I made think it was any... freaking sweet. I don't know if that director made any more, made any more movies or not, but... Um... Welcome to the podcast. It's a rainy, a rainy evening here in lovely Frankfurt, where... It can't quite decide if it wants to be, I would say, spring or cool spring or fall or summer, because it was really, really warm over the weekend, and that was nice. Um, Yeah, that one day. Yeah, we went down to, took the kids down to, well, I didn't take the kids, uh, took the kids to a birthday party, and then they lived across from Prairie Creek downtown by uh, Good to Go, Uh and you just kind of walk, and you go, oh, here we are in the center of town, and there's a little wooded creek. I'm not even sure if that's you're even allowed to be down there or anything. I don't know. We just I don't know if the city owns the creek. Right. What is that now? I know. Anytime I've tried to go out and go fishing anywhere around, or just go out, because a lot of stuff that I did before, I needed to get like sounds of nature stuff when I was doing the traffic documentary, or I wanted to just get beauty shots, creeks or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Anywhere you drive around to try to find a place to just kind of pull off. It's public. It's all no trespassing and yada, yada. And it's just like, well, God, man, they must've had a lot of problems with people going and tearing shit up. I know Dayton, you well, get Dayton. Put a sign that says don't enjoy nature. Right. It's just like, and I, re- I realized how difficult of a task that was, at least around here to just go to the Creek. And I never really thought about it growing up. Cause we, even though we didn't own that land that was directly behind us growing up out in the country, it was still nobody policed it. It was just deep. It was like the deep back part of somebody else's property, you know. But, it wasn't a very big creek, though, was it? it was like wildcat? Stream. No, it was wild. It was wildcat. It would get. It would get pretty nice. Nice Where? size. Out in the country. Your dad's? No, mom. Oh, Mom's. oh no, yeah, that it was, was just it a was stream. A, that was tiny. That was yeah. That was literally a stream. No, my mom's. Um, we built a bridge. Me and Clint built a bridge across that thing. Right, of course. Would you just use a two by four? <laughs> no, you know Clint. Oh, right. Clint's got the pencil in his ear. <laughs> He's got his tape measure. Uh, I also saw that sweet uh, tree tree house you guys built. About collapsed on me one time. I was up there. Thank you. Yeah, that was Clint. After smoking cigarettes. That, <laughs> that was Clint, man. He didn't. <laughs> He didn't use the right size nails. That's my brother Clint. What? What? Yeah, I guess I never succeeded very much in making more than just a platform myself for the kids. As far as 
free houses go, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, I really, it was amazing how hard I found it to just find a spot. I guess you kind of already got to know where these sort of, uh, public locations are. When you drive into Dayton and you hit the bridge right there before you get into town, they've got, you'll see on the right, there's a big little parking lot you can pull in. That's a public launching area. Oh, for... great place for you to take the kids is Adams Mill. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, yeah, it's, we do it's that. a little bit of a drive. We do that. It's not like just walking around Frankfurt. No, that's what I mean. Like if you were, you know, just to try to find, just to kind of go off and find a part of the creek where you can just go in not even throw maybe down by the sewage plant on 100 north right yeah i mean i you know you realize this especially when like you're using little audio recorders and you're just trying to get it's trying to get rid of like traffic noise especially but some of it's all right because for the documentary i was doing the guy did it off of roads and stuff he didn't go deep deep back but there's some spots where he did i didn't want to and you, you know how hard it is. You just go and plug one of these little audio recorders that we're using to record this, put some headphones on, and go anywhere. And that's all you hear, no matter where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was just, it was just, it was just interesting to me that a lot of people don't like allow um, people just to go walk into. The, I think once you're on the creek, that's public. You know, like once you're in it. You know, because we'll, we'll do um, canoe trips and stuff, and we've even done them up more north of Lafayette, I can't remember what, Tippecanoe River, and gone on that, and it's not like, oh, it's public from here, and then from here to there, it's just like you float down the thing. Like, around town's just more the fact of having <clears throat> some place to park. Right. I mean, once you're down there, you're... Good to go. All right. Right, right. Yeah. So he's interesting. So I've got here, let's see if this is something interesting here. Since we're over 30 and we assume anybody listening is probably over 32. I remember that moon guy. 30 things you will only remember if you're over 30 now. This is a disturbing McDonald's mascot, Mac Tonight. I remember that. He was cool. Yeah, what was that about, though? What was it about tonight? Well, I don't remember. Was that when they started the 24 hours? Was it? It might have been. Learning Important Life Lessons from Sweet Pickles books. I don't remember those. It must have been a girl thing. Right. I have the whole collection, but whatever. Playing Ivan Iron Man Stewart. Super off-road arcade video I remember game. that. Yes, I still do remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember much more than saying I remember that. <laughs> I don't have anything to comment on. It. Yeah, I remember that. Book it. Get your pizza. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, reading books so you could get a free Pizza Hut personal pizza? Yeah, I remember that. I cheated. I wanted that pizza so bad, I cheated. Did you? Sure, did. I didn't read one book. Uh, I don't know, remember. If you know how to read, I don't need practice, dude. I... <laughs> Watching the Pizza commercial from the Land Before Time VHS. I don't think it's a play, but I don't remember this. 1989, no, I was only four years old. I mean, I remember the movie Land Before Time, but... Then hosting your birthday party at Pizza Hut, because it was the place to Absolutely. do it Absolutely. It kind of looks like you, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> what was your radical shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a skeleton on a skateboard. It's <laughs> <Some> radical. 
Everything was extreme. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, Bright and colors. And, yeah. Dressing up in plastic costumes oh, like this. God. Where it's just I the go, plastic. Where it was literally, they would just take a character and make a plastic, a cheap plastic mold of the front. Yep. And then it would have the band. Yep. The thin fucking elastic band that go around it. I never had these because they were always so awful. No. Saturday mornings weren't complete without Pee-wee's Playhouse. I do remember Pee-wee's Playhouse. I had a Pee-wee's Playhouse t-shirt. Kindergarten, I remember hearing, oh, they're going to come out with Pee-wee's... I don't even know how I even knew about Pee-wee. Maybe the first movie I already been out. I think it just come out in 85. So this would have been 86 that came out with the movie. Or the... I'm sorry, the series. Yeah, I had to watch it. It's still interesting. It's just interesting how much shit they did in that show. Like, just off the wall, the whole house, the chair and talks. Why are a little kid's TV show where her tits hanging out like that? Oh, well, I mean, she's from the, uh, he did a stand-up special, I think even before the first movie, and it was more adult-themed, and when she would come over, he put on his mirror shoes. Literally, he would put on his mirror shoes so he could look up her dress. <laughs> So I think she was just kind of like a holdover from that. But oh yeah, I remember those. I remember that cleavage. Pity. Yeah. They were Pity the cartoon. Yep. It was just so odd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything was something, you know. I think it was just in or the floor. I remember the talk. scratch and stiff Snickers. Yeah, I don't remember the scratch and sniff. Really? Uh-uh. Were they in the show or that you can get? You could buy them. Oh, you could buy them. Oh, oh, you're going down to the next thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant the Pee-wee's. Yeah, I do remember Scratch and Sniff Sniffers, number nine. Having a collection of Scratch and Sniff Stickers. Remember, like, back then, everybody had stickers. Like, Batman stickers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stickers. Or stickers and buttons. Yeah. I remember my sister, my mom gave her this antique vanity that had a big mirror on it. And she covered it in stickers. <laughs> and when my mom finally saw it, she's like, she made her, like, go and... Peel off every one of those stickers. Right. The yuck stickers. Remember you used to put the yep. yuck stickers on things you weren't supposed to drink? Yep. <laughs> I don't know how, how that fell out of fashion. It seems a pretty good way of identifying stuff is for kids is not to, not to fuck with it. Well, the problem was the kids went home and put the stickers on the thing, so they were actually handling the stuff they weren't supposed to be right. handling. So, and number 10. I remember ever, those. Never getting tired of watching flowers dance every time you turned they, the radio. They, yeah, on. I remember those. So these were rocking flowers, little fake, um, you know, motorized flowers. They had sunglasses. Sunglasses and guitar instruments. Which, so. why they had sunglasses, I don't know. They love the sun. That's right. I, I, I don't Whatever. Care. I never, I never had one. I never really saw it. Having a character cake for your birthday and it made you the happiest. Do you ever have a character? I always had Star Wars cakes. Might have had a He-Man cake one year. I think my cakes were just like plain. Right. Boo. I shared a birthday with my twelve. My brother was twelve years older than me, so I never even got a birthday to myself. Didn't you guys? Didn't you guys just do different days? You know. Nope. Wow. Sucks. So I was treating you like you were twins. At, at least, at least when he was twelve, up until he was twelve, he had his own. I've never had my own. Yeah. Right, and my brothers have never had. I mean, think about they. You know, they're twins, but so. they're but they're the same age. Right. My bro- my brother's twelve years older than me. We had the same birthday. <laughs> what a fucking bitch. 
wasting all your quarters on the lucky egg machine, but yep. you kept going back because of the cool noise it made. I don't really remember lucky mm-hmm. egg machines. Buying toys and other merchandise from the Warner Brothers Studios store. No, uh, we were that. we didn't have cool shit like that. Yeah, that's a, that's not a Simon Mall. Cali C. I remember that that name sounds familiar, but what? Shopping at County Seat. Oh, County, yeah, yeah. Shopping for knits and denim at County Seat. Yeah, no, that's probably your, something. I, yeah, no. Your My mom sister did probably it. did that. Yeah, somebody, yeah, not us. We wanted KB Toys. And they got a little bit of one of the CD stores or whatever. Or I wanted to go to a La- or Sultan's Castle. So, that's what it was Sultan's Castle, right. The video game arcade is. They just don't have arcades anymore, man. I understand, like. But they should come back because people our age would. I'd go. I'd go in and pay. I, I'd spend twenty bucks at an arcade. Like I say, here's a shameless plug. Tappers in Indianapolis, man, it's perfect. They filled it up with all the arcades. They want just a bunch of generic ones. I mean, they've got some you don't remember, but they just lined all the walls with arcades. Made them all free. I'd go in and play some Mortal Kombat and or some gets, Robocop. It's packed. Yeah, it's packed. Some some drink, Ninja Turtles. Drink beer and play some fucking arcade Dude. games. Yeah. You know what was my jam? When I went when I went there, NBA Jam. NBA, he's on fire. One of the fucking things he's was, eating up. Yeah, boom shaka laka. That was when he got three in. Terrible shot. They, um, <laughs> That's what Rod always heard. Terrible no, shot. No, not me, man. I was just waiting for a dunk. They. Um, I hear you can they can foul me and just push me down. See the right. The right-handed or the second player thing was kind of busted. At that arcade, so I couldn't go against my buddy. I didn't like play the computer on, like the left, but it's still fun. That's that's the that was the best one there. Still is, I think, the best one. Thanking Casey, the talking tape player, was the coolest thing ever, and wanting it for Christmas. Never wanted it. I uh, wanted the Teddy Ruxpin. I had a Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> oh, lucky you! He was fucking on. He was fucking fire, dude. <laughs> This sounds retarded. So Casey, the talking tape player, he's like a robot-shaped plastic tape player. You put a tape in, and it just plays the tapes. It's just like a I tape mean, player. clearly from the eighties, right? But like Teddy Ruxpin was like a stuffed animal bear. You put a tape in. It was made by Play School. Like that's like shit. Like oh, for right for babies. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you did the Teddy Ruxpin, could you put your own? Could you put like a Motley Crue tape in, and would his mouth still move? Where you only had to girls, put girls, girls. I understand he's not going to be matched up with a thing, but he still. I don't. I don't know. You don't remember? I, don't know. I always I wondered that. With I never Ruxpin. tried that. So I always thought that would be awesome. I would just put like my vanilla ice tape. In for there. me, it'd have been like whoop. That. <laughs> I had that tag team tape. Right. Tag team. Having the time of your life at McDonald's Playground. I do remember having the time of my life at the McDonald's Playground. Grandma would take me to McDonald's, and I'd, I'd spend, like, hours out there on that playground. It was nothing. Right. And, no. then, and, then, and then they had to play place. Right. But now they have nothing. It's nothing. like Nothing. I know. Sometimes I reminisce with my kids while we're there at McDonald's eating. I'm just like. You know, right here, you used to have a play place. You could go down slides and it stuff. It was cool. Could you imagine? They would eat that up, man. No, they, I don't know why that... Yeah, uh, don't, was, don't have kids want to eat and then go out and exercise. I think it was probably <laughs> just liabilities or something. I'm curious as to yeah. why that... No, I don't remember keeping all my favorite makeup and accessories in a caboodles case. I do yeah, remember. Yeah, Kyle probably did. Right. <laughs> my brother He's Kyle. He's some kind of fig. 
<laughs> Drinking the fizzy fruit flavored slice. Not really. Something else about strawberry shortcake. My sister had that. Lee press on nails. <laughs> Women still wear those, right? <laughs> I don't think those cheap little pieces right. of shit. <laughs> Getting your McDonald's order in styrofoam containers. Yep, yep, I remember that. And Italy still does that. Well, they. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been back. I haven't been there since two thousand and nine, but they still have these exact same containers over there those after McDonald's. Awesome. Yeah. Watching Small Wander, not being able to tell that Vicky was actually a robot. No. I never watched Small Wonder. In fact, I've watched Small Wonder since then. It's the dumbest show. Oh, I, 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 it looks familiar, but I'm watching it. No. Using Another heated thing, curling girls. rods. No. Waiting all year long for Sears Christmas wish book to show up in the mail. Yes. yes I do remember that circle and everything. My, yeah, my dad was like, go through and circle what you want. <laughs> no, we'll we'll see what Santa brings. I never got anything in that, by the way. I well, know my I dad had a Sears charge card. Right. So it was everything from there. I never got anything. I circle all the guitars. I wanted to start band. We'll start band college drums. We'll circle drums. <laughs> I'll circle the guitar. You, t- you tell them what to get. Oh, like, yeah. No, dude. Yeah. You're getting this. Put a K next to your circle. We're going to be the Ghostbusters. You get the proton pack. I'll get a proton pack. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we got one proton pack, one suit. And one uh, the trap. One of the traps. It was kind of neat because you could step on the button and it, the trap would open. <laughs> It's like all air control. Right, yeah. Seeing read posters displayed all over your school and local library. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Looking up information with the help of your parents' A to Z encyclopedia set. Yes. Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, I still remember. Yeah, we think we had Cyclopedia Generica is what we had. Yeah. I don't think... Because... And it's funny because it kind of makes me smile a little bit when, you know, my parents are like... Oh, you know, you're so smart. I remember you just open up those encyclopedias and just be looking through and reading and taking notes on your own. Like, that's what you wanted to do. And it's like, I think I did it a couple times, but only if I was looking up something pertinent to, like, write a song or, you know what I mean, or, like, do something. But I remember having, yeah, and just being like, well, I want to see if this happened or if this guy existed. And if it wasn't in there, it was like, right. I guess it's not true i mean that's all you had you didn't there was no internet i mean i know this has been done a thousand beat to death a thousand times back in my day there was no internet i mean but literally you had to hope that there was a good entry or if you chose something in school like oh this is my report or whatever then you go and look encyclopedia at home be like one paragraph one paragraph you know jeez but then you had to go use the card catalog at the library to get more in depth. Yep. I could. St- now, I still don't remember how. I still, when I go to the library, I'm like, I'm going to use the card catalog. I'm looking. I'm like, I'll just walk around to. I, I remember on mm-hmm. Breakfast Club when he's messing up all the cards. Oh, I know. They put them out of order. What? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Spraying yourself with Debbie Gibson's electric youth perfume. Nope. Another. This is more towards for girls, man. No offense. Smurfberry Crunch. I don't remember Smurfberry Crunch Looks cereal. Good. I do remember playing with Fisher Price and yes. Little People Farm Set. We had the exact set. Little People's. They were uh, legless, armless, little plastic toys that had holes at the bottom of it so you could take the farmer and sit him in a little tractor slot and they had the barns the 
She couldn't get on the horse I, or anything. I still have the horse and the cow. Yeah, I, I still those. have those. Abby wants. She's like, I want these. Why? Where can I get more of these? Like, I want. I'm like, all right, well, I'll see what I can do. Borrowing your mother's epilady and then realizing it was a bad idea. I think this is some sort of way to shave. But I never did that, and that's it. Oh, I was kind of. That's kind of weak. Yeah. Expected. Um, there could have been some better stuff. A lot, a lot better stuff than than the epilady shaver because I don't remember that. <clears throat> Again, you probably have to talk to Kyle. If you didn't have any Ninja Turtle stuff on there. <laughs> <coughs> no, nothing about. Nothing about Nintendo. Nothing about waking up Saturday morning watching Garfield and Friends. Nothing about TGIF. Mm-hmm. So, what was your favorite lineup of TGIF? Because there, there was it's kind of shifted a little bit. Like, what was your four? What's your power four TGIF shows? Well, and I, I may be wrong on what shows, but these are the shows that I watched. Step by step. That was a TGIF show. Um, Full House. That was what? That was the early one. Family Matters. Family Matters. And was America's Funniest Home Videos? Mm. That was Sunday night. Was it? Mm-hmm. We actually watched loved it. Family. What, what, the one with Bob Saget. I just, I loved it. I know. Same uh, thing. It was something we actually watched as a family. It was really neat. Now me and the kids are starting to watch viral was, video collections. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the same type of thing. But there's something, no, there's something to be said about now we can get all of our entertainment Whenever we want, we can watch whatever. But there's also something to be said about anticipation. Sunday night at eight, right. we got America's Funniest Home Videos and America's Funniest People with Dave Coulier, the lesser known America's Funniest series. That's when it was on, and you knew that your family, you know, was all going to be I, there. I remember and, waiting for the Fox lineup, like oh yeah, the Simpsons that, and Married with Children. Because I think America's and, and that's why those. Theme songs stick in your head because when you were a kid, you couldn't wait until it came on. Like you right. sat there with your dad or whatever. If you and missed it, it you didn't like, have a VHS tape right. recording it. You weren't gonna see it. There weren't no DVD. There weren't any DVDs. Mm-hmm. Every once in a mm-hmm. while, you could find like an episode or two on like a VHS. They have a VHS collection with like three episodes, you know, random. And it's always the ones where you're just like, I guess. When but, was the Wonder Years on? That ran. From like eighty six to eighty nine, and it was uh, again another Sunday night show, I believe. It was on longer than that. Oh. No, because Kevin Arnold got old; he like graduated high school. Right. Yeah. So in eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, it was his last he year was middle school. Last year middle school, and then he had four. Well, eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight. I thought he was like in fifth or sixth been. grade. No, no. I thought it's it went been. on for like. Seven, maybe, 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 maybe. I, I, you know, it's not wanting to connect me to the internet right now. So Unless he just like matured really quickly, you know. No, it was. You're right. It might have been. I rem- I just remember the last episode being. Maybe it was even in sixth when I was in sixth grade. Because for whatever reason, I was sort of seeing a girl who looked like Winnie Cooper. Oh, wow, I was kind of off. 88 to 93. So that made sense then. I was 12 when the last episode aired. 
And I remember telling her, asking her, did you see the last episode of Wonder Years? You so remind me of when you had kitten flu. I still thought that ran longer than that even. No, six six seasons. But it was. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which I think it was a season before high school, four in high school, then one outside of high school when he worked at like Pizza the country club. Or that Japanese place. Right, he wore, yeah. And then he, at the very, I think the last couple episodes, he moved to the, to work at the, um, at the country club where Winnie was going. I still get sad about if I watch that, that last episode. I'm like, that was a good last episode. Talking about last episodes, the Game of Thrones last episode just aired and it was so so, and that got me thinking how much, or how a lot of TV series just kind of, die off they don't ever don't seem to go out strong they seem to just try to cash in it for as long as they can and then send you off with some kind of crap and i don't know how i feel about it It was okay but i liked i liked friends the way they went off because they you thought they weren't going to be together and then they no, surprised you no not, not not necessarily that it was it was more of the Everybody moving on. They 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 could have they want they left the fans wanting more. Right. It wasn't like okay like like Big Bang Theory. I feel like all people are like over it. Oh yeah, I've been over it for you. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, with with Friends, I think like man, that show could actually come back and it would probably be bigger than it was right back then. But a lot of TV shows like. I guess it was cool how Seinfeld went off. Like, it was a show about nothing. I like that. So, it just ended, like, them sitting in a jail cell, right? Right. And then they says, well, what's great about that is, they, as soon as they're sitting in the jail cell, they talk about the button on, I think it's Georgia's shirt. It's all about the first button, the height of the first button, if it's too high. Or too low. They're just going off about nothing. But that was one, I think, if not the first joke from the first season. So it was, had this cycle that, you know, they went through the trial and they're horrible people. And everybody testified how horrible people they are. They're not going to learn anything. They're going to go on just being the same right. horrible fucking people. Because <laughs> that was what I thought of. I thought, well, you know, it wasn't the greatest. But I liked how they did. I did like it because it brought back all the characters and... I don't remember the Cheers final episode. No. I, was I don't remember the Bundy's final episode. Mm-mm. I don't think they actually got one. Really? I think the show just ended and they didn't get signed for another. Right. And that's a shame. They should at least give some them like a special or just something to go out on. They should have. That show, that show should have had a reunion by now. Right. And um, my favorite ending of all time. I know you probably never... Six Feet Under was the way that ended was great. So, in a nutshell, it's about a, a family who um, who lives in this house. The father's a, uh, a funeral director, so it's like a funeral home house. It's just interesting. You gotta tell me when you're gonna go out. We'll be back. So, uh, but the start of the show always started off with like somebody, somebody dying some way that's going to end up being at the funeral home, 
it kind of leads into the family and all their dynamics and whatever. But it'll show, like, right in the opening, sort of the cold opening, a guy will be, like, you know, working on something in manufacturing and then end up getting his head decapitated and then it'll say, you know, his name. It'll have a name title, like, John... Stamos, you know, 19, whatever, you know. I almost said Cena, whatever. Tim Johnson, 1981 to, you know, 2000 and whatever. Um, and the way the show ended, no spoilers, because I don't think this really is so, so old, but even if you watch it again, you still, I know how it ends and still get, gets me. It's not a spoiler thing, but like, they show, like, the teenage girl, whoever in the series, is finally driving off to college. So as she's driving off to college, it does sort of this... So you, it's an ensemble, so you're into all these different um, characters and what's going on with mm-hmm. them. But it shows them how kind of fast-forwards, you get, like, a montage of what happens to this couple in the future, and it shows the little scenes, and then getting together for somebody's wedding, and then getting together for the, the the grandma, her funeral or whatever. And then it shows every single one of them how they end up dying. Oh, really? It cuts back to that first type of scene where you see the name and the title and how they go. And even the teenager, she's driving off. Now she's still young. She's going to start her life. It kind of follows her throughout all the way up until her. And it's in a three and a half minute montage of her driving cutaways. And you're just like fucking dying the whole time literally because you're like oh no oh he fucking died and then he's dead and then he's dead yeah we all die <laughs> and i think that's i think that might even be the title of the episode that everybody dies <laughs> but it i think it was a better show than sopranos i think the sopranos was too meatheady i didn't think it was as good of a show as people claim because like at the end of the day the guy's a piece of shit yeah. He cheats on his fucking wife. He yeah. fuck kills people. He can't fuck just give a fucking regular job, dude. Really, you're gonna be in the mob? Really? It's for 2005. You're in the mob. You <laughs> loser. And then it ends in such a hey, douche. boss. Another family's moving in <laughs> on my mother's birthday. This ain't gonna happen. <laughs> on, on my mother's birthday. <laughs> just... <laughs> I just I watched it and I got <laughs> some enjoyment out of it, but. I don't to think me, it, it was just more of a comedy than anything right, else. Right, right. You know, because I don't, I don't think it was actually meant to be a, a, a comedy. No, I think it, at first it was it, supposed to be, but then it kind of... Turned into Godfather. Right, right. yeah. It turned too much into like, we'll be serious, and this guy's got to whack him, Johnny. Whatever. Like, like, you know, if, who wants to watch a show where a bunch of dudes are whacking dudes? You know, I don't right, know. No. <laughs> But not only that, but the ending. I've recently rewatched that ending, and that ending sucks fucking balls. Never even, I've never seen it. I don't know. I... It's stupid. He goes and sits down in a restaurant. That's it? That's it. Now, there's a guy that walks through, walks past him, goes into the bathroom, and then it cuts. So you, you assume... That the guy was a hitman. He's coming back. And he comes back, and the second he comes back out, it's just like we were talking about before, you know. If you're an explosive ordinance guy, and you have to go in to disarm a bomb, either you do it and you succeed, or 
you never know you failed because you were just gone like that. So I think it was kind of trying to say that it was from Tony's point of view and he was gone like that before he had even had a chance to look, realize what was going or on. Or are they just leaving the door open? They're leaving the door open, exactly. But it's kind of like, no. Like, don't, like, quit leaving the door open. Right. Like, like shut the fucking door. They want to make know? money. You made money. Right. You made your money. If, to me, it's like, if you want to make money, if you came up with with one good show, why can't you come up with another one? Right, yeah. No, I agree. I'm with you. Oh, we have to keep Sopranos. We'll bring Sopranos back in 10 years. Oh, and uh, I can't. Like, yeah, it's like fucking, you know, they always wanted to do a, 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 a real Ghostbusters, another sequel, you know, a third one. And... um for the longest time, you know, Bill Murray's like, oh, I'm not, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. Harold Ramis dies, and Bill Murray's like, I'm open to a Ghostbusters sequel. Well, fuck you, dude, we have been trying to fucking tell you for years now, you know, because maybe it, it, to me, and also, I think it would be, f- a lot of the humor could come from the fact that they're all really old or fat, and it's like they got one, you know, they don't know, but who, they don't know who to turn to, that but. kind of but how cool would it be? Because you know they can do this now. You're saying Harold Ramis is a ghost, huh? I was saying the same thing. I thought it would be interesting. The only way they could really do it, or I think the, an interesting way they could do it, is if because you know, got like Tupac on stage again. You even with saying? you know the new Rocky movie, there was the scenes you know where he's sad parts. There's really sad parts to that, you right? Know? Um. I think they could do that, still have lighthearted comedy, but have like a moment of a scene somehow where they're like, you know, kind of mourning Egon and him being dead. Give, give the fans a chance to mourn. To mourn. Right, right. Seeing the characters together. Fans still, you oh, know, yeah. Like, and then having a scene where, you know, there's a big uproar of ghosts and stuff, and then Egon would be one of them. Not where he's a main ghost character, but you kind of see. A little ghost figure, and if you catch it, you know, like, oh, that was fucking Egon. Well, it, it, it could be a thing where they struggle the whole time to figure out how to how to defeat this situation, and then here he comes, right? And he just whispers in someone's ear, right? And maybe gives like a wet willy or something, and then just leaves. Or what if like Ray with a story? This one's like Ray is just so bent on trying to contact Egon. And it's him trying to figure it out the whole time, like using different means and Ouija boards and dumb shit. And, yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, I really want to. Because, I mean, I know for me, when I lost somebody really close, you know, this girl I was seeing, um, biggest fan, I'll always supported all the writing, all that stuff, but nobody else would, no other woman. You know, unless you already got the shit, that's when they want to attach on you. Well, yeah. But when you're you're doing it, they're, and all, have the they're, ambition, all, they're all of a sudden an actor, right? You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna fuck you now. No, like she was actually I could see the process and would edit stuff, and it was really cool. But I remember after she died, she died like in a car wreck. Um, there's that feeling, especially the first week, where you just you're just upside down. You don't you're looking for anything in the world that can bring that contact because 
there's after the people die, there's no way to contact them. They're gone. You're never going to see them again. Nothing. That's that's, that's scary. Yeah, it's a horrible reality. And I remember spending, watching a lot of YouTube videos, just, you know, I would just sort of put them on and then kind of fall asleep and wake up, you know, get in and out of this sort of weird sort of state where I would put on these videos about people contacting people and, you know, is it possible? There's got to be some way, you know? And then, like, thinking, like, not thinking, but somebody bringing up, like, a real close, one of her family members was like, you know, I've got some stuff here. Maybe you might like to have it. You know, I've got a Ouija board, too. You can try to call. I'm just like, no, that's not going to, A, that's, that's horseshit. But, B, it's like you could see the, how much people just yearn to have this what, one contact and then know what is on that other side if there is another side and that kind of thing. So I think that would be an interesting little little facet for, for Ghostbusters if somebody, especially I think it would be Ray who's who you know, wants to find a way to contact these, these you know, his friend. Um, you know, and then he'd have to kind of, we kind of have to, he'd have to flesh it out, but that would be interesting. He, Ray's the one spending all this time doing it, and he ends up just like in a funny way talking, you know, just to, to one of the other characters, right? And then just just showing up or whatever yeah. every yeah. once in a while, and he's like, "Well, when he comes at the very end, it's kind of like a sad moment that he has with him, right? You know, because they were kind of the ones that were like they were more always buddy, buddy. doing stuff, right? Yeah, Franklin was he, he was just in, uh, he was out, you know." I mean, a playboy. I don't know. It was Bill Murray. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was just. He was just a kind of a creepy dude. Kind of, really. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we. I think we had enough Ghostbuster talk on the last. It's funny how we go back to it. But no, I think yeah. Because I just read that Bill Murray's up for the idea. It's like, okay, now you're up for the idea. You, fucking now he's dead and it can never be the same. And they already made a shitty fucking female Ghostbusters where they play characters in the movie but they aren't the it's stupid oh my god but well and that that brought me from Sopranos saying oh we'll leave it open maybe there'll be a Sopranos movie well now you you can't really do that now when there's no James Gandolfini and I'm highly against using dead actors cause it's like it'd be like me going Oh, you fucking spent, you know, 30 years of your life, you know, doing AC work. And now, um, and now we need to, we need to keep, you, you passed away, but I need to know how to do some of this shit. Let me just download your consciousness and keep you, you're working after you're dead. That's work for those people. The idea of forcing somebody to keep working after they've died. It's it's like, to me, in the same aspect, like finding a way for somebody to write songs and then just use Michael Jackson's voice to sing it through it, through a a machine. Right. No, it's like, no dude. Now, if Michael Jackson had some, like they did stuff with the Beatles like this, where he had some tracks that were unreleased. Maybe it's just him. And he's singing a song to a click track where then you can go and bring in music under it and all this. That's, but yeah, dude, let the dead entertainers rest. Because none of you guys want to get, you know, hey, your fucking job on the assembly line at fucking Frito-Lay 
well, we're just going to make a robot and put your brain in it after you die and make the fucking robot you keep working because you know that job so well. That's bullshit. <laughs> Nobody wants to work after they're dead, man. Let them <laughs> die. <laughs> it's over. That's it. Well, yeah. I but, I, but I think I, I think in a way, having a nod to it, I think is respectful as far as the whole... Um, the Egon thing goes for both wishes. You can't have a main character. Speaking of here. dead artists, how how is Lisa Marie Presley broke? I don't. You gotta imagine she goes to. You gotta imagine that everything and properties and stuff probably now outweigh that what she's getting. I mean, did she sign a prenup with Michael Jackson? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, right? Not only was she was she. Elvis Presley's daughter that got everything so she was married to Michael Jackson does she have his music I would assume so I would think feel like that's something Beck and Michael Jackson even has he had the Beatles catalog he had his catalog I wouldn't doubt that Michael Jackson because if you're talking about a woman how is a woman who's probably lived somewhat of an extravagant lifestyle probably has a couple properties you know is paying on stuff and then only getting in the income of people visiting Graceland, I can see her being, you know. So she's got to have. Um, man, gotta, you know that Elvis name. Have, if if she owns, the, yeah, that's what I mean. She also must own the brand and the name uh, for the use of it. But well, when do you see it? Anymore? Michael Jackson doesn't own the rights to the Beatles anymore. No, he I gave them back. Yeah. After he made a shit ton of money. Oh, I know. Like, how... All right. So, who owns... Who owns Elvis Presley's music? Sony BMG owns Elvis' recordings. Huh. Yeah. So, even so, Elvis didn't get, to, didn't get his master's. <laughs> yeah. Lisa Marie Presley sues ex-manager after Elvis cash falls to $14,000. So, there you go. $14,000. Lisa Marie Presley inherited his $100 million estate. That's not even that big of a house, even, really. Presley brands a former manager for her precarious finances. Elvis Presley's fortune had dwindled to a few million dollars at the time of his death in 1977, but the power of the Presley brand, including the tourist attraction Graceland, meant that assets were built back up into the $100 million trust that Lisa Marie inherited on her 25th birthday. Siegel sold off 85% of her share in the Elvis Enterprise Company in 2005 and netted her over $40 million in a multi-million dollar income stream, but then somehow that dwindling down, so... Yeah, I think, man, there's certain things that just, the things get above your head, and when you get other people involved, I mean, hell, even Dane Cook had his own brother as his fucking manager who took millions off from him. He's in jail now for taking those millions. You can't fucking trust anybody with money, man. If there's money, and it's going through the hands of somebody, they're trying to find out how to get a piece of it beyond their salary. And that's what I can't <laughs> understand, is if, if, if I'm making all this money, say I make a million dollars a year, I'm not going to have somebody else take care of that money for me. Why Why would I need to? I can put it in banks. Right. Well, and live off the interest. Things, th- <laughs> things just get, I think things get a lot more complicated, but I still, 
I don't why? see how it gets. Good question. Because why does it get more complicated? Well, you get more properties. You know, I think a lot of people they don't just outright buy stuff. But, but, You've but, got mortgages. You get more credit cards. Um, you know, I, like if I if I'm worth millions and I have millions in the bank and making a million dollars every year, why do I need a credit card? Right. Well, you know, I'm thinking that. So, like, for somebody like me, who's gonna, the only way that I'm going to see any money through film ones would be like off residual. So, if I have five movies, if I'm making some kind of money off of, I'm not talking about millions. That's five different deposits, five different checks coming through a month. And if you've got somebody like a Tom Hanks who's got probably gets residuals off of forty fucking movies. You're coming. They're all coming from different places, and I guess it's just easier. I thought you could probably just have it directly deposited, but there's got to be somebody's on top of it because a lot of times, or sometimes, I think the stuff doesn't come through. Like you don't see it. Like, but how would you know any of it's not coming through unless you've got somebody keeping your eye, or you're the one keeping your eye on your forty different rooms? Oh, I forced my force cup residuals in because somebody fucking because they'll try to not pay. You know what I mean? They'll try to not pay you for certain things. I think you got to have somebody there to kind of control the flow but then how do you find somebody who's not going to try to take a piece because how do you know what's really coming through at that point you know so i think that's what happens to a lot of these people they get all these different flows in and they have all these different fucking checks to write they got to write fucking um you know uh alimony to this one or child support and this on the house this on the two cars this on the property and fucking but again that's Hampton. their fault oh i know i know that's what i mean i think like, it just gets to that point where you just got to go I need somebody to control this flow. I don't. I don't know what's all coming through me. I think I would just have a ledger of everything and just keep adding to it, and then sort of check it off in a spreadsheet as it came. Especially in with month. smartphones, and it's like you would see this came in, this came in. This mm-hmm. like, it'd, be, it'd all be. You imagine it'd still be direct deposit, but I think a lot of the stuff still comes through checks. I think I don't. I don't know if you could get your residuals in your I mean, I don't, and stuff. I, I mean, I don't, I don't so, think Tom Hanks is getting a check in the mail and being like, hey, go cash this one. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think it's probably right. all set up electronically. Right. And Should be, yeah. I know my stuff with the, with the VA is, I mean, that's all set up like that, but, I mean, I just imagine that you get so many pieces of this pot, but I don't imagine And all these, all these people committing tax fraud, mm-hmm. like tax evasion, it's like, because they want, when you're making millions, they want so much from you. And you don't have, you don't pay taxes once you, you pay it quarterly. Imagine having to do your tax four fucking times a year. But it's no, but it's no different than us doing our taxes. They just do it more often. Yeah. And I think that's what gets people, oh shit. They're in a higher tax bracket. Okay. I forgot. Well, right. that's what. So then you, you, you hire, you know, I'm sure people at Jackson Hewitt are going to be able to get a piece of your pie. They're just here. But you're writing off so much shit. You've got so many receipts for all the shit you're trying to write off. Dude, my shit's literally one W-2. I fucking one W-2 from school, one W-2 from work. I just input it and that's fucking it. I don't try to write anything off. Now it's going to get more complicated once I start the short film because I'm going to keep the receipts write off stuff that's going towards this, get the LLC going for the brand and have everything be legitimized. Um, but even I have fucking trouble. Today. Like fucking talking today, I can't, my car don't work now. You know what I mean? I'm hoping that it's just the fucking 
two places I went to that I can't read this shit, but like, I can't even keep one straight, dude. No, <laughs> one fucking flow, man. I'm gonna have to hire. I always thought I would hire my mom to do it because she would always be good at that. Be like, who would say my mom would be fucking skimming shit? You know, <laughs> a little for me, a little right. for Rod, a yeah. little for me. He'll never notice because he's not keeping the books. But I'd like to think that if I wasn't working 40 hours a week and I was just doing a couple films here and there and a lot of my a lot of my out, outs, off the set work is done, you know, at computers, at home, drawing up storyboards, writing scripts, that I could have a spreadsheet for everything coming in. And when it came in, I could check it off. Even if it came in electronically and understand this is the amount. I'd like to think I could have more, I would have more time than I would, you know, working 40 to 60 hours a week constantly where I just don't feel like doing shit when I'm done. Like, I wouldn't want to keep a spreadsheet, you know, like when I had a more uh, intensive job working 50, 60 hours a week. It's like, let's let the check come. It came, okay. I can't imagine trying to do extra stuff when I have tons of extra working all that and then having all this other shit coming in and trying to keep track of it. But it just amazes me that, like, the NBA players and stuff that go broke. Like, Well, it's a $14 million contract for three years. It's not for the rest of your fucking life. So they spend it like they're getting $14 million for the rest of their fucking life. You gotta buy your property. Obviously, you you know, a lot of people rent fucking high-rises and rent stupid... Fucking buy something. Throw them the fucking cash. If get, Don't be getting something that's $14 million. That's what it should You don't need all that. And nobody cares. Nobody is looking at you going, I would... I really think that the culture is swinging now, especially with millennials, that they don't give a shit how big your fucking house or your 88-room house... Nobody fucking cares. We care about your output to society more than we care about right. where the... What? Get a fucking nice house. Don't get me wrong. Some nice... I want a nice house with some nice land, but... So then you're talking about also money's got to be going out. So you got to have somebody writing all these checks to your fucking landscaper, your butler. I got to have a chef. And Larry Bird made his own yard. Yeah, he's a fucking Hoosier... I bet, I bet he ain't broke. No. He wouldn't even get in those contracts that they're getting today. Right. Right. And you're never going to see something that they signed for Magic either. Which is like which is like $20 million for 10 years or something. Like, what? No, he's that means he won't stay here. <laughs> right. Like, that's kind of, a, kind of a good idea, if you ask me. Well, you know who did a good job was... Uh, Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla. The baseball player? Name. Yeah, for the Pirates. I haven't heard that name in a long time. He made a deal where every year they had to write him a check for like so many million dollars, even after he retired. He didn't want it all at once. Right. He wanted it. I think it just ended like last year or something that wow. he got his last check. It's like, that's smart. It is, but... And I think about the only concept I have of this would be like if you won the, the lottery, I'd want the opposite if it was a lottery because I can't trust the fucking 
government that the state of Indiana is going to keep paying me for the next 30 fucking years or that I'm even going to be alive in the next, you know what I mean? What goes to your next of kin? But how, well, what if fucking shit changes? What if they change the laws? What, you know what I mean? Well, it's already grandfathered in. They can't change something that's already. Right. But I, I would feel like too, I'm a guy who's got the shit under his mattress. I just feel like it's too sketchy nowadays. With the way the money works and the way the government I, works. I honestly think that I would just take the 20-year payout, the annuity, and just be like, like if I won $500 million and, you know, they'd give me a check for basically $300 million, I would take that. That's the way I would and then, go. And then do what with it? I would make movies. I'd be doing the same shit. I'd be sitting here in your garage. So, so you but we got better so equipment. So you think you're just going to go to a bank and cash a check for $300 million. I'm going to put it in the bank. You're going to put it in... Banks are only insured up to 200000 most of them. Well, where would you put $300 million? Yeah, think about it. 200000 What's $300 million divided by 200000 It's like, you got to find that many fucking banks? <laughs> That's a good question. Or like offshore what, accounts. What if we just walk that giant check into the farmer's <laughs> bank and be like... Yeah. Walking into Schultz to their little thing? Like, <laughs> Do you know who... You know why they're only insured? I, th- I honestly don't think banks is as much. I think they play a lot with your money. To try to make more money oh, yeah. for themselves, they're, I think they're loaning your money out. Right, I think if you have a hundred million dollars in a bank, it's not sitting. I used to think it's just sitting in the vault. It's numbers, right? It's just computer. numbers on a computer. So when I went in there and said, "Brought a withdrawal slip," I'd like to withdraw my hundred million dollars or whatever. They'd be like, "Can't fucking." <laughs> I got five on it. <laughs> Could you imagine know. that? Are we going to bring the Brinks truck over to your house? Like, how would you get that? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you would have to be just a complete moron to put $100 million in one bank. If, so that, you, if that bank got robbed or got burned down, you're only getting 200000 of it. See, and that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, if that, as far as I feel like that with the state, though, at the same time. It's so like, you're just going to, like, trust... divvy it up between... I don't know. I have to fucking think about it. I'd have to really fuck. I'd have to look it up. I'd have to Google that but, shit. But but if you took to... the if you took the payout the the monthly thing, even then you're gonna have to find different banks to have it deposited into. Right. Yeah. I mean, after it hits two hundred two hundred thousand. Because my thing, I want to do a lot with, or I want to do a lot with some of it right off the bat. So I don't want to have to wait a year <laughs> to get enough money to. Have everything that I want or to be able to make my film. I'm going to start making the film now and I'm going to start. Oh, yeah. But dude, <laughs> you're, you're talking making 30 or 40 grand a month. That's pretty nice. And you, and you think about that like, wow, I got 30 grand this month. Okay, well, next month I got 30 grand. Like, Yeah. The first of the month, every month, another 30 grand is being that's, put in there. That's pretty nice, man. <laughs> Yeah. Do you imagine winning the lottery though? Like I try not to. I do. I do have that thought one day, but I never really play it. <laughs> I guess you got to play it. Yeah. I mean, but I play it every once in a while, but I don't think it would make you like happier. I think it would just take. I mean, I'd like to see if it would. No, I think it. It covers I mean, when you get a certain amount of stuff covered. It just eases your mind more. It makes you happy. Ease stress. Oh my god! I, Not that it wouldn't add stress, but it would ease the worry. Like I don't have to worry about what I'm gonna eat or how I'm gonna 
get this done or you, you just like I've said before if I won like that 500 million or whatever I would cut a check I'd go up to the utility office and say hey I'm gonna cut you a check right now how much will you do you think it'll be for you to never send me another fucking bill <laughs> is it is it three million? Okay, here's a check for $3 million. Don't you dare send me another motherfucking bill. <laughs> Let's get it in right. Let's get it notarized. I bet I'm going to the gas company. And I'm saying the same thing. Like, don't send me another motherfucking bill. I wonder if they would do that. But, I mean, they could, like I said, when I lived in Italy, they estimated um, the usage based on your meter. And you just got the same amount and then at the end when you went to close it then it's when they read the meter and did the division and say oh it's this much more it'd be like something like oh well okay if you're using a hundred you know about a hundred dollars a month three million then you get more shit in your house you buy more you get more no, more like electricity said, what's it gonna cost for you to never send me one again we're gonna get it notarized get we're gonna, it in writing we're gonna get it in writing that you can never send Justin me Justin Perkins is done paying bills forever done <laughs> I don't wanna and that's one way you could be like not have to have somebody that you pay to write your bills and pay right. your bills like no I took care of that from day one but you can get that shit <laughs> auto paid now with I know Xfinity, I don't want them in utility. my fucking account. Not if I've got five hundred million. Right. They're like, oh, I don't fucking five hundred million. Let's make his bill. <laughs> yeah. Well, sir, you're using a lot more. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. <laughs> I bought all solar panels, motherfucker. My whole house is one big solar panel. Right. I would do that too. A big portion of that would be trying to get. Off that, off that stuff. Have my own stuff. Off the stuff. grid. Yeah. Like, I probably just. I probably, probably moved to. It'd probably be like somewhere in like New Mexico or something off the grid, not yeah. like in the mountains off the grid where it could right. still snow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd have to be somewhere. It'd yeah. be somewhere like I. It'd just be like. It'd probably be like twenty acres, of like, what used to be dirt, but I'm gonna have all this grass brought in and fucking <laughs> have it all like fucking pristine. Right. Five hundred million. You can do that. Yeah. I just some I am. What would you leave with your leave for your kids? My kids need to play the lottery the same I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have a couple trusts open for them and have some good life insurance. I'm sure. Well, I just I'd be afraid that they try to whack you. They wouldn't handle it the right way. And right, I'd give them a piece of the pie like they did with Lisa Marie, where she turns 25, she gets something. Uh, I would have stuff for college set up for when they get 18. They'd have certain amount that they could use while they're in college. Not a lot. Not a certain amount for like maybe their wedding day. Right. But they don't get it until... Yeah, they're not getting $100 million at the age 18. The, <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't get the money until they get a college degree and they've been at their job for five years. Making money. So you'd have a, this kind of stipulation? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Not like, here you go. Go fucking piss it all away. <laughs> yeah. Because then they'll have money coming in. They'll know how to live off of what they've been making. Right. I read a thing. I said a uh, young guy in his early 20s, I think, won. Like, I think it was, it might have been England. But he won, you know. 15 million or something in the lottery. I think 
less than 10 years, or spent it all on uh, drugs, hookers, and gambling. Less than 10 years, he's back to working as a garbage man. <laughs> Wouldn't that... Could you just... How would you get over it? That was a hell of a 10 years, though. Dude, what hell of a fucking 10 years? He don't remember a bit of it. I, I was going to say, he, <laughs> he at least you got the memories of it. But he's obviously know? a terrible fucking gambler. <laughs> right. Jesus. He's no rain man, that's, I mean, that's for like sure. $10,000 blackjack buy-ins and shit like that, dude. Jesus, man. Uh, I, dude... I'm not much into spending a bunch of money on. I I don't mind gambling, but I I just don't like the fact that the odds aren't in my favor. Right. And I have no control over if I win or not. Right. It's luck of the draw. Well, you do. You can blackjack. You have the chance, choice to either hit or not. I think that's one of the ones that has the highest odds for it. Does it does, but. Ah, so a lot of it's that chance. Same thing when you you know you're doing your girl and you're not wearing that condom and like rolling the dice. You don't got a choice on what that. What I hate about playing blackjack is when everybody else at the table bitches about how you play your fucking hand. Oh well, yeah. They're like, you screwed me. Like I'm not playing with. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm playing against the dealer. I'm playing against See the that? Deck. Well, that's what. Well, well, a big, big, big fucking disagreement between people. Some people think that by you, let's say, staying. At fourteen and not hitting, you know, then that your card that was going to go to you is now to him, you know. But it's like, either way, I, I feel, I'm with you on that. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of people bitch about okay, other okay, people. motherfucker. So what if I would have hit on that and busted, and then you get your card and you would have and you win, right? And you get the card that I needed. Right. Are you complaining now? Right. No. It's all luck of the draw, uh, man. That's what I think too. I I, th- I I hear bitching about about that more often than I'd like to admit. I don't know how that somehow comes up randomly here and there, but yeah, like really good black players hate other people like that aren't good. Like, but it's well, you're either saying yes or no. It's really not real skill to it. Mm-hmm. You're just playing odds and going, oh, yeah, hit me till I get up there, and then we'll stop and see what happens, <laughs> right? I mean, it's not, you're not, like, trying to do any kind of hold'em strat. There's no, there's a basic, basic strategy to black guy. It really is. It's not. It's basic. I mean, like, like what? If, if the dealer has a seven showing and you have 14, you're going to stay because typically they're going to hit 17 or, right. or, or no, if they have a six showing, if they hit 16, they have to go again. Right. 17, they can stop. Right. But 16, they have to go. So if they have a six show and you have a four show and you're going to stop. Right. But, you know, you, you never know how it's going to play out. No. And it's like, right. fuck you, dude. I'll play it how I want to play it. It's my money. Right. If you don't like this table, I've made, I, I didn't make them leave, but I, I've, the way I was playing, they got him fucking left. They're like, I'm going to a different table. This guy, like, he just takes too many risks, man. I'll be on 15 and hit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm taking a chance, man. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of 10s in there, but there's also a lot of 2s, a lot of 3s, a lot of 4s. Right. Like. Yeah, that's a tough one when you get I to would that love spot. to just get blackjack every time. <laughs> it, like, pays one and a half times, you know. Mm-hmm. Like. Sure, yeah. Blackjack every time. 
<laughs> but then they're going to have the fucking security staring at you. Like, I'm not even, dude, I ain't doing anything. <laughs> look at, phones. do I look like I fucking know? Right. <laughs> and how many decks are involved when you're playing with a group? There's more than one, isn't there? Four or five. See, there you go. Like six decks, the, something like that. About all the chances. Yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a few. I mean, but I mean, you can go in there. Like, we go up to Michigan City. and I, I mainly play roulette. Just because I feel like odd or odd or even bet fifty bucks on odd, you got about fifty percent chance. It's like forty nine percent chance that it's gonna hit odd. Right. I don't. I don't put like fifty bucks on red twenty three. People always. If forget. I did, I'd win a shit ton of money if I won. But you're not gonna. People always forget that there's that one. That doesn't make it 50-50. Oh, there's the two. There's the zero and the double zero. So, They're yeah, both green. Yeah, the green. Some people, when they go red or bite, they always, no, it's not. Yep, it's 49%. But, <laughs> yep. They got to do it just to make that. Dude, there was one time when I was. I, I won three grand. I took 200 bucks in there, and I was just betting red or black, 50 bucks, mm-hmm. either red or black. I got I got up to three grand and cashed out. Yeah. I used to go when Came I was. Gave it all back a couple weeks later, but. When I was sta- yeah right when I was stationed in Biloxi, in, in tech school before my family could move in, I would just go. I was over twenty one. A lot of people were underage at that point still, so I would just go to the casinos there, and I take a t- I literally just would take a twenty, get it and change, and they bring you free drinks, and I'd sit at the bar Saturday night. They'd have four, five, six TVs playing all different college football. I sit there, drink, watch college football, put a quarter in, a video poker. They had video poker at every bar, yeah. stool, whatever. Play video poker and leave with every time, leave with more than I came in there with, and I had a pretty enjoyable night. I mean, I mean that's all that really matters. Is you, I mean, <laughs> even if you lost twenty bucks, okay, well then I just cut the tip out from the fucking bartender. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. My dad came down to see me one time, and we were. He actually got addicted to the slots. I took off and went back to my barrack at like two in the morning. And I dude was in there fucking playing like nickel slots for like four or five in the morning. <laughs> you don't like win losing, anything. losing everything. He's like, oh man, oh, losing everything. Like, God, jeez, dad. But we were in there that night and we were at the roulette and I was like, 14, four, go 14. He went for 14. And we had something on red or black, and then something on a number, and no, not fourteen. It's like, ah, oh, dang, well, we'll just go red or black now. And then and it was fourteen. Fourteen. We're like, get the fuck out of here. I go, watch, it's gonna, it'll do it again. Fourteen, and they have the list of all the numbers that had been, and you could see, you know, it was like twenty-two, fourteen, fourteen. It's like, all right, I'll put it on fourteen. Put it on fourteen. 26. You're like, damn, all right. Next one, 14. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I've never seen 14, the same number come up. Well, three out of four times. Were you just like hitting a Kind of the home. same thing happened to me, but I was putting $10 on zero and double zero. That's all I was playing, zero mm-hmm. and double zero. Because if that hits, you win like 36 times your money. Mm-hmm. So 10 bucks, you win 360 bucks. Right. I ran out of money, went to the ATM, pulled out another 200 bucks, came back, and fucking zero hit while I was gone. 
Dude, I swear it's like that they can fucking hear you and they just sort of they're like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck with this guy. Yeah. They switch magnets on in a certain yeah. amount. Yeah, so, so then you think, oh, it's gonna hit, it's gonna hit. Another 200 bucks, didn't fucking hit. Dude, I just left, I guarantee it probably hit right up right there. <laughs> I was like, you motherfucker. Yeah. So you, you are, you're better off just to play a high, a high price bet on the one that has the most odds and just roll with it. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I would even put 50 on red and then 50 on either odd or even. Mm-hmm. So I got a hundred dollar bet. So that way, if one of them hit, I won, I won my money back. Right. But if they both hit, then I win instead of a hundred bucks, I got 200, 200 bucks. Yeah. Cause a lot of times they would hit both. I'm like, shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But if you only play, odd then you don't have a chance to win your money back unless you you know hit odd you win double your money but and they pump so much oxygen in those places to make you feel good like you're you're so alive like you (laughs) like god yeah this is the best i've been feeling in fucking years because they're pumping all that oxygen in there you're feeling good and you're like, all the bright lights and right. the fucking waitresses that look good. And no shit. clocks. You're, you're like, oh my God. What? Yeah, no clocks in there. Like, you don't know what the, I don't know. And then next thing you know, it's Free like. Yeah, yeah. The next thing you know, it's like, damn, fucking bank account's getting low. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't like to go to the, the casino if, you know, I've only got like $1,000 in the bank. Because uh-huh. it's like. If I lose even two hundred bucks, dude, I'm like, oh, that's a hurt. Yeah, I'm like, damn, that was like the utility. That was like the water and sewage for the month. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. sucked. And even in Indiana, there's fucking this casinos fucking suck, man. I went to this one, and they're it, all electronic. Yeah, it's all electronic. It's you know, no, I don't want no. You stick a card in, and I don't even know how much I have. I'm like, let me well, put a quarter in the fucking machine. They're supposed to pay out. If you if you have a card, it's better because it reads how often you've won. And it's, those machines are supposed to pay you out thirty three percent of the time. You don't know if so. Sixty seven percent of the time, the odds are that the house is going to win. But that thirty three percent of the time, you may hit a jackpot. Right. But if you don't have a card. You're just going at the mercy of whatever's in that. Right. How, 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 however long it's been since that machine paid out. Right. It's like. Well, I didn't know you could. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't remember. But it was the one in Shelbyville or whatever. It was like. I don't even think I had a choice to use coins. You know. I wanted to last a little while. Especially if I'm just playing a slot or something. For the fuck of it. I don't want to just hit the button. I want to put the coin in. Right. Pull the hammer down. I want to, let's not waste this quarter so quick. I know it's going away, but, you know, and then you, you're like, the month, the quarters don't fall. You don't get that, oh, shit. Well, it's just adding to your card. Right. <laughs> for, for me, it's, and, and when I bet, man, I, I got to, I'm betting the highest, even on the slots, because if you don't, then, it's going to hit on whatever row you're not right. playing. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, it's fun if you have, you know, you have you have an extra ten grand that you're just like, oh, whatever, man, I don't care. And you go there and spend a thousand dollars, and it's like, right. okay, well, a thousand bucks that's not going to kill me. Especially if that's what you I'm making going a, into. I'm making another ten grand next month. Like, if you're going in tonight, going this that's grand is what I'm spending. This is for this win or lose. Win or lose, I'm not, you know, right. I'm out. If I win a grand. And we hope you all are winners too. And that's been another episode. We're going pretty long here. We're yeah. going we're gonna to quit um, quit for the night. Uh, once again, you can email the podcast at smalltownperkspod at gmail.com. And for uh, Dustin, I, I've, been, I've screwed that up. Let's try that again. So for Small Town Perks, I'm Rob. I'm Dustin. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Your mom goes to college.